Hey everyone, it's me Shimon and welcome to episode 16 of yet another tech podcast. This week I've got a really special guest with me. It's none other than Shimon Kopech from OnePlus. Yeah, it turns out there are multiple Shimons in this world. <laughs> we'll be discussing about Shimon's time in India, Indian cuisines, MKBHD's blind photo test, OnePlus 7 Pro, including the DxO Mark score and much, much more. So hop along for the ride. It's going to be really, really awesome. So, um, for those who might not know about you, why don't you introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, I'm Shimon Kopech. I'm product lead in uh, India for OnePlus. Uh, yeah, I'm with OnePlus for three years right now. Mm-hmm. Spent my first year in China and then moved to India to take care of our product here in our key market. Oh, yeah, that's great. So, what's your current daily driver right now? Uh, 7 Pro, of course. No surprise. <laughs> Nebula Blue, the 12GB variant. Oh, the um, maxed out one? Maxed out, yeah. Yeah, I have this privilege. So I've been OnePlus users in OnePlus One, mm-hmm. waiting for my invite. Uh, couldn't wait long enough for OnePlus One invites. I just bought the, from AliExpress the um, hydrogen oh. version, just flashed oxygen on it. <laughs> uh, wasn't a good idea. There was no warranty or anything. I, just, I just really wanted this phone. Mm-hmm. OnePlus Two, I waited for my invite. and. Uh, Actually, I never got an invite, but they had uh, like this half an hour gap of open sales somewhere in noon on, of some Monday, I remember, because I was at work refreshing this website, obviously it crashed immediately <laughs> because everyone was jumping into it. So yeah, and I'm lucky in position that OnePlus 2 was last OnePlus I had to buy ever since, so <laughs> OnePlus 3 and everything above, I just received a couple of months before the launch as I joined. So yeah, it was pretty, pretty, you know, good spot for OnePlus fun to be. Mm-hmm. All right. So without any bias about the 7 Pro, mm-hmm. which one is the favorite OnePlus smartphone till date? Uh, this is very more emotional question than technical <laughs> really, right? <laughs> yeah. Because for me, like, I think OnePlus One was the phone that made the biggest impression on me because mm-hmm. I switched from a non OnePlus device at the time uh, and it was flagship for those times but the, for me like the gap in performance at this point was just so massive i couldn't believe this is that the, both things are called smartphones but the one was was really powerful and the, the the one i used to use before that was seemed like a toy before <laughs> switching so uh yeah that that just changed my way of using phones really so i think that is by far my favorite um, but yeah, I think with 7 Pro, uh, it's it's a really proper flagship. I think there's a phone that it's lacking nothing and, and in every aspect it's it's maxed out. So yeah, I really enjoy using this phone and uh, in, you ask me in an unbiased way and I don't know if I can be totally unbiased. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I wouldn't pick any other phone over it, no matter the price and no matter the circumstances. Okay, so personally, I still find OnePlus 3 to be really nice. I really like the design, like whole unibody metal thing mm. and how cohesive the design was. I really liked it. Yeah. Especially in silver, when OP3 was there. Yeah. It was in 3D, there was like a grayish silver. I think it was called gunmetal, if I recall correctly. Uh, I think so. Uh, yeah, we had those different shades with different names. I don't mm. remember them all, but yeah, I think it was, it was a big difference, right? Like comparing to two, it was much uh, leaner and uh, we introduced horizon light and i think mm-hmm. the grip was was pretty good with OnePlus 3. Mm-hmm. actually the phone that changed a lot in uh, in in perception of oneplus and 
especially in India, it became like a first mainstream OnePlus phone because still One X and Two were those geeky devices, right? Or, or like niche devices. And since Three, we became like more mainstream with like this elegant metal design. And yeah, I agree. The phone was pretty good. Mm-hmm. All right. So it has been like two years since you've been living in India. Yeah, more or less. So how has the experience been like coming from like not in India now being completely in India? Hmm. I think uh, there's so many stories and like it, it's so <laughs> difficult to explain to like Indian audience how it is to feel uh, coming to India for the first time. So uh, like first has has your perception changed about India like before coming to India and now that you're in of India? Course. Yeah, I, I'm trying to not be person uh, you know to uh, be driven by stereotypes or, yeah. or some perception of things mm-hmm. so I came here first time very open-minded I the first time we came here was actually like over two years ago almost three years ago and we just came for research like before we established team in India or we already had, had some small team in India but when it comes to product and R&D everything was driven from HQ but we used to come here for uh, researchers to uh, you know, find out what are Indian customers like and why they like OnePlus phones. Mm-hmm. Um, first time we came here with three other Chinese product managers and like first experience was we landed in Bangalore and the road was so pretty. I don't know if you know how it looks, the road from Bangalore yeah. airport to towards yeah. city. First five kilometers or so, mm-hmm. really, really nice. Uh, so we were like, oh, this is this is really interesting. iPhone commercials everywhere, like this big billboards. Yeah. Um, and then we, um, from this road, you go to Hostur district in Bangalore. And then there was this guys um, driving this car with like open doors and like leaning toward these doors. And our cab driver who was laughing at them, we're like, oh, mental, mental. And like having fun of these crazy guys driving on this road. And I was like, oh my God, this is... Is this how it is? <laughs> and uh, yeah, and you know what you hear about India is that, you know, holy cows, mm-hmm. I think that's one stereotype that came to be real. Mm-hmm. And I was very surprised, you know, one plus experience stories in like city center, but mm-hmm. first time we arrived there, it was just cow chilling uh, in front of it. Uh, but so, so there were like first impressions, but I think what strikes me most after um, I moved from China to India is how friendly people in India are and how open and everyone is so, uh, first thing, like everyone speaks good English, which is very important for me. Never being able to learn Hindi, and I don't think I need, <laughs> in fact. Um, but yeah, people were very friendly. Food is indeed really spicy. Uh, but I really came to like India as if I, right now I'm really happy. Like now we're living in Hyderabad, moved there from uh, Bangalore, and I think India has really everything. It's I. The mix of cultures here and religions, uh, where I come from in, in Poland, 98% of society is Christian. Of mm-hmm. course, right now, like vast majority are atheist mm-hmm. or uh, just not caring much about uh, religion. But mm-hmm. um, when it comes to you know, traditions and, and background, we are almost all Christians. Mm-hmm. While in India, this like mix is so interesting. Mm-hmm. Like now you have Ramzan and mm-hmm. there's so much great food and and you know you can experience muslim culture and then you have all those great hindu festivals like holy Brody is everyone's favorite right so i think that's that's really amazing and i i think you guys cherish this differences very well in india mm-hmm, yeah so um talking about the food and all do you have any favorite indian food right now that you like really love like okay yeah. this is nice 
Yeah, it's it's changing over years. Um, <laughs> I think first, uh, obviously, I think everyone coming to India for the first time, everyone I met, butter chicken with naan is like classics. It's yeah. like go to. You cannot go wrong with it. It's not so too spicy. And mm-hmm. naan bread, I think it's something mm-hmm. everyone likes, especially my Chinese colleagues. Like mm-hmm. they would eat naan bread with garlic mm-hmm. uh, and nothing else, and it would be good with that. Uh, and then I experienced pani puri and other street food stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good. Um, How good are you with spice? Like, not good. Not good. <laughs> Now definitely much better. But yeah, I was sick for the first couple of months oh, all yeah. the time, like just because of spice. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I think like um, even gobi manchurian. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I I really like those. It's it's changing constantly. Right now uh, we're recording this in Delhi, and the Delhi food is also. Really great, and in Hyderabad we have very good biryani. Mm. So yeah, I I think Indian food is very good. Uh, though I must say, Western food in especially Hyderabad is really bad. <laughs> uh, so that's a bit of my problem because how uh, we grow up in Poland, mm-hmm. Europe is very small in, in, mm-hmm. if you compare it to like India or China. So the mixture of cuisines is. Uh, very major mm-hmm. in in my city in Wrocław we used to one day you know with French and other Italian and other Polish and other let's say Spanish in India you can mainly experience great Indian food but then you want to get some maybe some Western food and it's never at least in Hyderabad it's, it's difficult to find it um, how we know it from mm-hmm. Europe so that's one thing I would like to improve <laughs> definitely yeah at least the situation is better than Delhi. Because you get all kind of cuisine over here. Yeah, I think Delhi, Mumbai, or Bangalore are are mm-hmm. pretty cosmopolitan in this way, and they're really good. Since you're not good with spice, so <clears throat> I wouldn't suggest this to you. But have you heard of one chip challenge where they where they have one tortilla chip which is infused with Carolina ghost pepper, ghost chili pepper, mm-hmm. and like you have to eat it and then sit for like five minutes and not consume anything? Wow, no, I have not heard it. <laughs> I I tried it uh, last month, I guess. It was horrible. <laughs> it's something you shouldn't do, but also you should do at least once just to experience. <laughs> but are you good with spices in general? Uh, yeah, but it's way beyond your imagination. Anything you could ever imagine. I'm like, okay, how how hot can it be? Because when I saw the videos about it, it mm. was uh, some foreign people, and I was thinking, okay, their spice tolerance is less, so maybe they are faking it. Or when I saw Indians' videos, they were like, oh, maybe they are faking it because we are good with spice, I guess. But when I had it, oh no 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 no! It's way too spicy. Yeah, I'm always curious. You know, um, what's this show? Hot, uh, hot wings, hot ones. Sorry, hot ones. Yeah. Yes, I'm. I'm really curious. I want to try those sauces to know for myself <laughs> whether they are really so spicy or they're just because some of those guests are handling it really well till the till the last one, but some. Uh, I've I've seen like Gordon Ramsay. Oh, he, he handled it nicely. <laughs> quite nicely though, but he was swearing. Uh, yeah, of kind course. Of his style, right? But, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really curious of it. Like, you know, uh, there's this chain. I don't know if it's in Delhi as well. Social. Mm. I think you guys have it as well, right? No. Anyway, like in mm. Bangalore, it's very popular. There okay. are a couple of social restaurants, and they have those super spicy momos. It's like kind of a thing. No one eats for pleasure. It's like you just eat it to kind of try yourself. My colleagues trick me to. Having some and it was like <laughs> experience like nothing ever tried before. Like it was just literally. Oh wait, so you mean social? social? Oh yeah, it's it's multiple multiple branches are here. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think, think it's yeah. Pan Indian, right? So yeah, I, I'm recommending you to try it and then let me know if it's the same level of spice or this is still you know rookie thing. <laughs> But yeah, that was spicy for them as well. If you happen to go to uh, 
Dehradun. I'm not sure if I've heard about it. It's somewhere north in mm-hmm. India. So um, they have really nice Chinese food and the Asian cuisines. There's a specific place called Kalsang. I guess I'm not sure how to pronounce it correctly, but they have amazing food. I, I tried the Devil Momos. It was like with gravy and it was kind of spicy, but really nice. I, I liked okay. it. <laughs> Yeah, I think that if you go north to like Nepal and uh, regions below, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. south of Nepal, I think they like spicy food a lot, right? I mean, where, when in India you don't have spicy, I mean, I suppose Bangalore <laughs> is maybe one of the best places for foreigners to, mm. you know, experience not that spicy food, but yeah, still. So apart from like working from various different uh, cities in India and like going for tours and all, have you had a chance to go on a vacation in India, like visiting mm-hmm. some other place? Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying my best. Like we don't have much holidays. Like we have to really work uh, hard to deliver those two phones a year nowadays. <laughs> um, but yeah, for for weekend trips to Goa or Kerala, um, I've been to for work. I have also visited a couple of places like uh, Taj Mahal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we recently had uh, like media even there. Uh, I've been to Jaipur for for short holidays. Yeah, I think those places are really amazing. I especially like the coastal places, so like Pondicherry, mm-hmm. Kerala, or Goa. And I really dig uh, the coastal food. Mm-hmm. As if, you know, like there's always coconut, lime, and uh, seafood somehow combined to it. Yeah, it's really good. And and I think the uh, vibe, obviously, on those coastal places is totally different than uh, those big cities of India, right? Everyone mm-hmm. is more chill yeah. and everyone is the, the time is you know going slower and everyone is more uh, just enjoying their their time day so yeah it's a, I would recommend anyone uh, you know holidays in India a couple of friends from Poland came to visit me and they really enjoyed especially like Goa or mm-hmm. Kerala it, it seems like a dream for us it's <laughs> affordable alcohol uh, <laughs> beaches everywhere yeah. uh, lots of people from all around the world so yeah it's, it's really great Poland is primarily very cold if I recall correctly uh, yeah I, I think it depends so in Poland we have four seasons mm-hmm. which is something I always took for granted and then in Hyderabad <laughs> for example we have super hot season and hot season <laughs> and raining season so it's a little different True. in Poland we have uh, moderately cold winters which go to let's say zero to minus five degrees maybe that's moderately cold <laughs> yeah. I mean I, I, you know many people would still in Poland they're like Poland Finland and yeah, maybe it's same maybe you guys also have winter 200 days a year but no Poland is not like that we have snow let's say for 20 30 days a year and summers are quite hot like 25 30 degrees so yeah I recommend for holidays it at any time because uh, I think seeing, seeing um, like Polish autumn is really beautiful like we have lots of forests and when the leaves go uh, brown and uh, they start falling it's looking really really nice and springs are amazing because uh, I think in India uh, flowers are blooming m- most of year yeah. <laughs> in Poland you can see the huge difference between when winter is ending and uh, spring is starting it, it's just such a refreshing feeling. Like, yeah, because being in India, when I read about the weathers in school, I'm like, hey, that doesn't make any difference over here. <laughs> it's literally every day that flowers bloom and whatnot. Yeah. You know, we had, uh, when we were still learning India and we were still unexperienced like two and a half years ago, we came and there is this like research activity. Mm-hmm. When to know your uh, person you're speaking with, you uh, on like more 
philosophical or psychological level, you're asking them what kind of um, season of the year would you be if you were a season of the year, right? And we gave them those options like spring, winter, summer, autumn, and we didn't get any good answer. And we were like, oh, what? What is, why is no one like, understanding us? But yeah, then we, it's like so obvious, like it's not many regions in, in India, I suppose, would have this kind of division, right? It's, it's just summer or you flip the switch and it's winter. <laughs> yeah. But I suppose some regions like Assam, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or somewhere in North, it might be a little bit different. Correct. Yeah, for them, like, they do have some yeah. changes in weather. Have you been there? Have you been to, like, North? Uh, I went to Guwahati once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, like, there for a couple of days. It was nice. I think I went during uh, summers. But still, mm-hmm. it was pleasant. Yeah, yeah, everyone who went there to those, like, North... East regions, mm-hmm. oh, they, everyone told me it's so beautiful and those hills and tea plantations and all that. I went to Leh Ladakh last year. Have you heard of Leh? Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. You should like visit it once. Everyone tells me that. How can I get there? Is there an airport over there? Mm, yeah, they do have an airport. So a friend of mine was like, hey, you should drive over there. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to drive there because... Okay, like you can drive, you can sustain the you know tiring journey and all, but then you have to drive on hills and all. You might or might not be as experienced as a driver you can hire over there. And I think you need a bike, right? You can take car there. Can yeah, you? yeah, you can. Okay. Yeah, but then why would you risk driving there because the roads are so narrow? Oh, that sounds like fun. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> I really love driving, and uh, I bought my car like in India a year ago, mm-hmm. and. Everyone told me, oh, you will hire a driver in no time, like you last a week. But no, like I, I really enjoy it. Like when, especially after, let's say, 10 p.m. when roads are Clear. more empty. Yeah. <laughs> and Hyderabad's, Hyderabad has some really nice landscapes. Like, mm. the, I don't know if you guys would find it nice, but for me, we don't have such uh, hills and such rocks mm. in Poland anywhere as there are in Hyderabad. So it's really interesting for me to see and just, you know, go around and explore it. So, yeah. I guess you didn't get much time to drive in Bangalore because traffic. <laughs> yeah, in Bangalore, it's I had like four kilometers from home to work and it took me 45 minutes every day. I, if only there were sidewalk, I could just walk to work faster than drive them. Yeah. So the meme is true. Meme is true. Hyderabad <laughs> <laughs> is not much better, to be honest. Maybe a little bit better. But yeah, I suppose... You know, Hyderabad has this... Um, it's a pretty well-planned city. Uh, our office is in financial district next to high-tech district. So uh, I suppose they, uh, you know, did some mm-hmm. big picture planning and decided this will be offices area. And it really is. There's so many new nice building growing. And I'm very sure as soon as all these people start working in all those buildings, they're finishing development uh, right now. It will be as crowded as, as anything else. So, yeah. The building shown at the launch was really nice. I mean, the concept of... The OnePlus building, that was really nice. Yeah, the Hyderabad one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was really, really uh, We were so surprised, actually. You know, whenever we... Before, mm, we were preparing for a launch for like a week, more mm-hmm. or less. Mm-hmm. So, we were sitting with Carl going through this presentation and um, thinking about the upload mo- moments mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. we need to make some break and, <laughs> and let people enjoy this. And we thought definitely, you know, stuff like DxO will be... Mm-hmm. Or, or screen lighting up for the first time. Yeah, I think we kind of expected everyone to be happy mm. but Hyderabad we never <laughs> expected it's, it's it, if the launch would be in Hyderabad well maybe but mm. it was like I don't know if any of those people that attended this launch would actually go there but yeah I have never heard so much cheering uh, during any of the launches as 
when during we showed the the Hyderabad uh, experience tour. Ekal was literally bamboozled on stage because everybody was just clapping and they weren't stopping really. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I I think uh, it was I think second launch of cars uh, in India, so he's still getting used to you know when we did like launches in say New York. Mm-hmm. Um, Audience is never as excited. Like never, audience in any places as excited as India. And this time, like almost four thousand people, so it's like totally next level for us yeah. for for that. So it, it, it's amazing. Like the feeling of uh, going on stage and and just showing people something that they love and they are so happy. It's this is next level, really. So have you like attended like or presented at a launch somewhere like outside India, or have you? Primarily, yeah. we only in India. Uh, yeah, so um, I, I had five or six launches in India and one in New York mm-hmm. for OnePlus 5T. Okay. Um, it, difficult to compare those different times of OnePlus. Like OnePlus is growing 100% every year. So then the 5T times, which is almost two years ago now, right? A year and a half. Correct. Uh, we had maybe 250 people in the audience, mm-hmm. uh, which of... 50, 60, 70 from media mm-hmm. or, or VIPs. So you know that media and VIPs, they remain more unbiased. They yeah. are not cheering <laughs> or, or applauding, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then American users, they were still like, okay, I'll just sit here and you convince me. While Indian users are like, we love you so much. Please just bring us those phones. <laughs> so it's different kind of approach, right? Mm-hmm. So there's another a pretty interesting story, like um, around, after the launch of OnePlus 5 and before 5T, Carl was in Delhi, so I didn't know, I just got a ping from the PR, so they're like, hey, Carl is here, we'd like to meet him, I'm like, yeah, why not? Surprisingly, he knew me, like we have never interacted in person before, maybe on Twitter once in a while, mm-hmm. and he recognized, oh, you're Shimon, I'm like, what? <laughs> How do you know me? He's a really humble guy, like it was nice meeting him and... We were discussing about Oxygen OS at that time and giving feedback on OnePlus 5 and all. That was a really nice, nice experience. I think uh, like being humble is like important, hmm. uh, important virtue for, for OnePlus as a people making OnePlus and also for us as a like company when we plan our strategy. And, and we have a couple of, I think, like important values and I think being humble is, is one of them. So I know that Carl... Uh, he's always taking his time to, to meet media, like he's sitting with PR and uh, discussing about, you know, who might come, who might not, what are their names, what do they work for. Uh, yeah, I think it's, this is, you know, the kind of respect uh, we should pay to, to you guys as you spend so much time and so much efforts to try to understand us. So we should, you know, pay back in some way. He's a recognizable person. In India, yeah, mm-hmm. I think he, he told me that India is literally the only place on earth where he is being recognized on streets like randomly sometimes. You know? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, has it been a problem for even you? Like, do you get recognized on streets? No, definitely not a problem. Like, <laughs> I would never call this a problem. Like, you know, those those times after launches, like right now, we are mm-hmm. two, three weeks from launch. It just happens someone's coming to me to like asking for a photo mm-hmm. because they are OnePlus fans uh, and it's super nice. <laughs> it's never a problem because it happens, let's say, once a week or, or something like that. So mm-hmm. it's just amazing that there are so many OnePlus fans in in India and to an extent where they just not just love phone, but they also watch like launch events or, mm-hmm. or some other stuff related to, uh, to OnePlus. But I think uh, 
especially from cars perspective you know the, those um, meetups with users they are a little bit scary uh, in, in a term that yeah. everyone is um, very just, just everyone wants to interact right mm -hmm. and it's many people so uh, it gets crowded in, in some smaller areas but I cannot say Carl or, or anyone can really complain about it we can just be happy that there are people who want to listen to us and people who are on fans in India. Mm -hmm. So I was just being curious, um, like for every phone, there's a development cycle of like years and years. So would it be possible to share like how much time did OnePlus 7 and OnePlus 7 Pro take? Um, yeah, so I think it's always, um, how we look at development of phones is like, it's not that just this one phone as a like one project, it's like continuous project since OnePlus One. Mm -hmm. It's like an evolution of of each stage so we are taking those learnings and taking those technology from those phones and picking up what we want to implement and what we want to improve in next ones and um, there are so many different phases of development uh, right now we are on a phase of uh, locking up requirements for the phone that will come in first half of next year so that's more or less how the, the process it's it i would say it's between 12 to 18 months uh, well, from the moment we start to think about next device. Yeah, because I still remember like when 60 had the in-display in, in fingerprint scanner, they were like, even OnePlus released the report like they were trying for 5T but that didn't happen, they had a prototype and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. We, I remember for a uh, media briefing last time we took this uh, prototype with us of, of 5T with uh, fingerprint scanner. Okay. Yeah, it was... Well, there's plenty of prototypes and plenty of different options we want to check before releasing phone. It was the same with pop-up camera. Mm -hmm. For Even for OnePlus 60, we were already considering pop-up camera, mm -hmm. uh, but just wasn't ready yet. Like, you know, there's so much uh, concerns about so many things when it comes to pop-up camera, right? How the dirt will get in, how durable will it be, will it be? can it survive a fall, can it survive a pressure or... <laughs> Did you see that tweet where someone was opening a bottle of like yeah, beer, yeah. I guess? Yeah. <laughs> I retweeted it today, yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, don't try it at home, but it's, yeah, I think, I think really impressive. I, uh, during the launch, we also presented this, this video, right, when the camera is uh, lifting up 22 kg. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we've done a lot of testing to make sure this camera will last. What do you think about pop-up camera? Like, if... Imagine you have all the options and mm -hmm. you're picking whether you want notch or hole patch or pop-up or bezel, what would you go with? So earlier, because uh, before I didn't know that 7 Pro was water resistant, I was completely against the idea of having a pop-up camera because I didn't want to lose the water resistant capability. So now that I know that it's water resistant, I'm totally fine with it. Yeah, might as well just use one. And hey, now that the camera update has come, I would love to check it out, like how good, is it, good it is. Yeah, let me know. Yeah, I think uh, we're, we are still releasing, just today we released another update for, um, like OTA update for, for camera. By the end of this month, we'll have one more. Mm -hmm. um, so the software that's, that's with, um, uh, the one that we tested with DxO, mm -hmm. the one on which we scored 111, mm -hmm. uh, will be shipped to all users by by still end of this month. So okay, so the update which came today is not the DxO Mark one. Uh, no, it's not yet. So the differences are not really big. Okay. It, it, I would say maybe five or ten percent mm -hmm. uh, higher image quality compared to what we currently have. But yeah, it's still yet to. So why was this fiasco then? Like. 
how like the camera was already prepared for folks at DXO Mark and then users have to wait. Like, was there a specific reason behind that? Yeah, so uh, it, it's first first of all to for some camera build to go from uh, the moment when we finish developing it to the moment we can release it. It's a pretty long process uh, because this build comes into the whole software build as a part. Mm -hmm. Like camera is not like um, some of the applications, like a community app or um, launcher that can go directly through Google Play Store update. We have to, as a, this is a on system partition and it's system related, we have to include it in the whole system build and it has to go through with um, OTA. And this means it has to uh, pass like very severe quality tests and they are not just quality for image quality point of view, but battery drainage, performance, stability, all this, those things that um, DxO is just all about image quality, nothing else. Mm -hmm. But we have to make sure the standard of, you know, time from capturing from the moment you press shutter button to the photo being there for you. And, and how much battery is it draining? How much uh, RAM is it consuming? Mm -hmm. All these things we have to optimize before we can release. And then we are putting it into those software builds. And then we have to pass Google certification called CTS. Mm -hmm. and Google uh, often has some uh, smaller or bigger concerns about something. We have to address it all, um, repass it, and then at the end of the day, we can, we're can we ready to release. And this means OTA update, which also rolls out to millions of users, so it also takes some time. So yeah, the process is not as simple as um, I think many of our users think, but uh, yeah, it's, yeah, because it's, some people were ready with their pitch folks, like how DxOMark gave them a score of 111, and people were like, ah, oh, the photos aren't good. Yeah, some people are happy, some people are not, but yeah, happy to know that it's being fixed. I think it, it's, um, that's why I really uh, enjoy the fact that there is such thing as DxO, um, because they just take those objective parameters that um, no one can really disagree with them, right? They, they are just checking uh, the stuff that is, is like a fact. But when it comes to photo quality and, and all the reviews and all the users, it's all about user's opinion, right? Mm -hmm. Some people like those saturated photos, some like them more natural looking, some uh, like more contrast, some like less. It's um, feeling into those tastes is, is, is very difficult, especially if we have to fit in taste of both users and media. And um, and often it's, it's it's very different. Like I remember, I think the one thing that um, opens many eyes is, do you remember this um, test of like Marcus Brownlee mm -hmm. uh, blindness, the blindness right? yeah. where I think like uh, Blackberry won with iPhone and, <laughs> yeah. and all those yeah. things that are really ridiculous if you think about <laughs> it, right? Uh, but that would, that's the kind of thing uh, when, you, when you cannot, you know, zoom in and think about this for a long time mm -hmm. and, and really compare those details, of course, yes. then it would reflect, let's say, those DxO ranking mm -hmm. one to one, more or less. Mm -hmm. But if you just see it on social media, you see, oh, this is brighter, this is less bright. Mm -hmm. Bam, I'm tapping on this one, right? <laughs> and then you end up with some ridiculous results at the end of the day. But that's this first impression of, of users, right? Especially mm -hmm. that no one is printing photos. Mm -hmm. If you True. print photo from those those phones with mm -hmm. DxO mark of, let's say, 80 versus 111, mm -hmm. uh, there will be huge difference that you will notice immediately. But if you just post stuff on social media and, mm -hmm. and like Insta story that is already like, <laughs> even like compressing those photos. And, mm -hmm. uh, it's 
th- those differences are getting more narrow mm-hmm. uh, and even you know for the first glance before you look into details you see oh this photo has so much more contrast or more saturation or something or you just focus on some one detail like when we do tests with our users mm. uh, we often ask them like take a just like quick look at this photo and showing it then for like five seconds and hiding it from them and then you know take as much time as you want and the results are almost always different because for example you have some portrait photo and user is just focusing on face and he for example especially when it's their own photo we often do that as well that we first shoot photos of um the people we interview and then ask them they just look at their face and they think oh uh, like i i like my face on this photo and so immediately this photo is nicer than this one but then if they have more time they look at let's say edge detection or they look at all the details of the background and then they see the things that are pretty obvious like for example you cannot see anything on the background of this photo it's totally blown up <laughs> and this is very detailed but first you just look into face and you already judge that this one is better mm. you know what i mean right yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's uh, pretty interesting this this first impression versus sitting and analyzing mm. what's better is is often very much different yeah the whole blindness was pretty interesting because you don't get to pixel peep you had a window of like 10 seconds in insta stories so you yeah. had to like pick one of them exactly and you have so many photos to compare you mm. don't even take this those 10 seconds <laughs> you like tap and then this next one right mm. so did you expect like in that blind test did any of of your choices win the battle um i almost chose almost the wrong ones yeah, always yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me too me too because um i suppose you and me are uh, spending lots of time thinking about it right <laughs> and we look maybe a little bit closer and and mm-hmm. on look at other aspects and we kind of understand <laughs> what are the difficult things for example hdr and mm-hmm. proper shadows mm-hmm. versus what are the easy things versus making photo brighter or mm-hmm. stuff like that right so if if we i don't think people like us can look at this in a not tech savvy people way mm-hmm. just like regular cu- customer way of first first impressions i think we always over analyze stuff and and think from from other directions yeah i almost always had those like minorities sometimes we feel like 10 percent or 20 percent. <laughs> yeah but if you look at those scores like usually they were around 50 50 for for most categories with some mm-hmm. Some of the photos were like 2080 and like what? <laughs> and I was in the minority. Like, yeah. <laughs> how can you not look at the other picture? That is perfectly fine. True. But yeah, it's different. Yeah, I think the it's it's pretty interesting, you know, especially when we do like um, there. The, I think also Marcus Brownlee often is doing those blind tests when he's not revealing phones but mm-hmm. showing in YouTube video like A, B, C, and mm-hmm. to D. And then comparing and like figuring out which phone is which. It's in those ones, I have pretty much chosen Pixel correctly. Mm. I can like recognize like, oh, that photo is from Pixel, and that one's from iPhone. Yeah, I think Pixel has a couple of those um, virtues that mm. uh, are like you know quite quite key for them and, and quite easy to to recognize. But I think the difference between um, uh, you know all those phones are. are getting really smaller and, and I think for uh, when we like a camera is a, is a big focus right and, and for especially users in India so there are so many uh, reviews of it uh, but yeah as a matter of fact for end user difference between camera of let's say one plus seven pro and even one plus 60 which is for us so huge it's like 13 mm-hmm. DSO points yeah it's not really that big especially if you just put it to social media mm. 
the talking about pixel 3a which was launched recently the mid-ranger one it's kind of a it's kind of dead on arrival in india because of the price but what do you think about the concept that they have flipped flipped everything like instead of pricing it less and giving you less specs they're giving you a good camera but with inferior specs mm. what do you think about the concept like how they have flipped it mm, like if you compare it to xiaomi like they price it ridiculously low and like you get what you pay for the price yeah and like you can expect like you won't get good camera quality out of like a 10000 phone what still you know what google is doing is you're getting inferior specs but the camera is literally the same hmm. yeah i mean it's interesting and i think for for google especially for those pixel phones a lot of the good stuff going with them is around software right hmm. uh, the the sensor they are using the 16 megapixel sensor is It's not the um, comparing to yeah, let's say price of 855 versus mm. 700 series chipset and comparing this sensor with some cheaper ones. It's it's not that big of a difference because really where magic happens for for Google Pixel is with um, software optimizations of all that. So I understand their move. It's uh, it's very logical. Like you mentioned, like the price maybe is not well fit for India market. Mm. Uh, but people in US are loving it because yeah. they don't have Xiaomi over there. True. So, yeah. so that's why it's like a super steal for them. I think I think in the US it might be a, a pretty good deal, but then if you also look at US market it's it's very car you're having. I think the one reason why OnePlus is big in India is that um yeah, here over 95% are off contracts mm. phones, right? In US it's totally opposite. <laughs> it's 95% on contract. And then when you compare it really and you have it's a pixel it's it's 399 in US right mm. pixel 3a versus pixel 3 XL which is uh, around maybe 600 right mm-hmm. now so if you divide it by those on contract and so you're basically like 10 dollars a month versus 12 dollars a month it's becoming no difference anyways right it's <laughs> it's nothing if you if you are presenting it this way so i'm very curious mm-hmm. about uh, how they will do in in US in my opinion they wanted to do this phone primarily for other markets uh, primarily for those off contract markets and um i mean let's see i think most of the phones in uh in india they launch with uh, prices that are over time getting only shrink and shrink <laughs> with all the cashbacks and all the buyback mm. offers so mm. maybe in a couple of months this will be more affordable okay here's a serious question for you okay are you subscribed to pewdiepie of course <laughs> yeah <laughs> The meme is dead now like the whole T series versus PewDiePie thing. But what do you think about his content? Like overall. Um I think it he grew a lot over years and he got a lot of shit from uh everyone for for their controversies uh over time, right? So I think uh right now he's a way more grown up YouTuber, mm-hmm. I would say. He's jokes are much softer yeah. which I'm not, not a big fan of I really like uh I know if you know like Jim Carr for example mm-hmm. uh, or George Carlin like this kind of comedy like mm-hmm. makes me laugh a lot uh so he became uh more politically correct maybe <laughs> I'd say but yeah I think he's uh, he's a fun guy and I think he he is a good guy as well I know he he's done a lot of good stuff also for for kids in India mm-hmm. um and i don't think he he was ever expecting you know this uh, subscribe to pidipai thing to grow up so much uh, i know you're a fan of of his right yeah like his content is nice it's people don't get his sarcasm so that's why he gets more shit on the internet because some people just don't get it <laughs> but i wanted to understand it because um 
I've read that India doesn't like him because of the the series versus PewDiePie battle or or about some jokes he's made. He made a couple of videos laughing of some Indians on internet. Uh, I think that how mm-hmm. those videos were called. But any, anyone I'm speaking with, everyone's very chill about it. Exactly. So I don't know who is mad at him. Like, it's probably the folks in say tier two, tier three market, I guess, who got access to internet via Geo, Geo Revolution. Okay. So that's why T-Series is gaining subscribers because those people are getting into YouTube because of the internet. And they're like, oh, especially because of the song Bitch Lasagna. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think the song is uh, banned in India, isn't it? Yeah, it's banned. It's even gone from Spotify. I was like, I had it in my library. Now it's grayed out. <laughs> even Bitch Lasagna and congratulations. Both of those songs are gone now. Oh, man. It's catchy, though. <laughs> it's, really, it's really funny. It's true. Um... Yeah, and maybe though. I don't know. Have you heard about this? Um, I don't know if this is true. I never researched about it. But apparently, anyone new coming from India is automatically subscribed to T series. Uh, that was a hoax, actually. Really? That wasn't yeah. True. Yeah. Okay. Because people did try to make um, new accounts, and they weren't subscribed to T series. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Do you follow his subreddit? Because people there are really crazy and. They were the ones who made new accounts and figured out, okay, no, this is not happening. <laughs> no, I'm not that uh, hardcore <laughs> of a fan of subreddit, but yeah, I, I think the Luai is his, my favorite show of his, so yeah, when he's reviewing subreddit, that's uh, it's really fun. Um, yeah, I think this series is huge, and, and I was never realizing that they just, like, they just all, all the music industry, basically, yeah. anything that's going on. People are still under the impression that he's a gamer of sorts, but they they don't realize that he's now a commentator. You can yeah. say he True. just reacts to memes. <laughs> yeah, he's not playing any games, right? Uh, yeah, I had this conversation with someone. I told him I uh, enjoy his content, and someone told me no, but I don't like gameplays, and nor do I. I don't play any games like we discussed before. The, <laughs> we went on there. I'm, I'm not playing anything, but yeah, it's just fun to watch. It's a really fun guy. I really like his Pew News segment because. He is informative there. At least he does his research and provides his opinion. Although in a facade, an alias Poppy Harlow and whatever. But yeah, at least he... Yeah, Poppy Harlow got fired. Yeah, Poppy Harlow got fired. Everybody's mad at Mary Ham. <laughs> the whole subreddit is on fire. They're like, fire Mary Ham. <laughs> Bring back Poppy Gloria. Yeah, I suppose he... Uh, he, he if you think about it, he is a really smart marketer and, and businessman on top of it all. He really knows. We could hire him for PR easily. He really knows how to make good apology video. He really yeah. knows how to, uh, you know, talk about stuff in a way that people will understand. And, and Did you see his latest video? It was literally a 10 minute ad for a mobile game. Yeah. People still watched it because, you know, he's there. True. I mean, yeah. He has really nice tactics. Like, when he was in Japan, people were like, hey, his videos while he's traveling in Japan are still better than what he records at home. Because he he told his editors to literally downscale it to like 720p or something. <laughs> That's yeah. one thing that you see so many like starting YouTubers who are, oh, I don't get enough subscribers because my camera is like not good enough. I need to just first buy all this gear and then I will start really getting so much attention from everyone. But And he is like recording with with his calculator basically <laughs> and still being the most successful right that's it's just the content right so talking about this content and all you watch some Indian like I heard that you like sacred games 
on Netflix. Yeah. So do you watch any other Indian series or um, something which caught your eye? I've I've been to um couple of movies uh like um what was the one that the super controversial one called that they delayed the premiere by like months. Padmavat? Padmavat. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh though it wasn't without subs- uh, um titles so <laughs> I had to kind of understand from context <laughs> more or less what's going on. It was it was a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh I watched it later with some titles to really understand. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm not a big fan of Bollywood. Uh, I same. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I met um, this actor mm-hmm. uh, and he uh, introduced me to some of the more like niche scene. It's kind mm-hmm. of movies that don't go to cinemas mm-hmm. uh, in India, but are there somewhere online, for example. And, mm-hmm. and I really like that. I think uh, there's so many like talented, talented uh, directors and, and, and actors. And I've seen a couple of like, I think Netflix really opened this industry a lot for India, right? couple of good stuff uh, I don't remember all the titles but like uh, Delhi Crimes for example or uh, Ghoul <coughs> or um, there was this uh, short movie on, on Netflix as well mm-hmm. like more comedic one uh, yeah I think they're doing a really good job we met Netflix team and they are um, I think they they have way more to to bring still <laughs> for for Indian audience and I think Sacred Games is as you know, it's it's huge right now in India, but I think this will just be a beginning of like good uh, quality uh, India content for mm-hmm. for those online streaming services. I'm, I'm pretty sure that Amazon and Hotstar will also come up with something of their own in those terms, less uh, singing and more <laughs> true <laughs> killing or, or drama. I'm sick of those ki- um, singing in movies; like it's unnecessary. <laughs> but I'm just not fan of. Uh, you know, romance mm. in general. Yeah, in, <laughs> and I think all the Bollywood movies, or at least most, are mm. somehow around it, right? Good. So, apart from any Indian series, are you watching any other ones? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm just finishing Mad Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started watching it years ago. Game of Thrones, of course. Mm-hmm. Have you seen last season? Nope, I haven't started a single episode. I've seen only one episode, and that was the finale of season seven. <laughs> don't do it don't do it like that please <laughs> just start from the beginning and watch it no my cousin was watching and I'm like hey what are you watching it's Game of Thrones okay I just saw it and apparently it was the finale of season 7 oh, yeah, but, I, but I heard that they completely ruined the show in the last season true, true. yeah till this uh, episode number 3 like uh, Battle of Winterfell I think it was good and then the last 3 episodes is like you know, like basically a recap of something. Like everything was happening so fast. They were relocating from one place to another in a matter of one cutscene to another. And then I don't know if we can spoil it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everybody has watched it yeah. right until now. <laughs> you know, the ending and, and the basically happy ending and everyone going their way uh, with some purpose. And it's just not the way it was and not the way it's supposed to be. And I've seen some uh, interviews with uh, George Martin, and mm-hmm. you could read between lines that he wasn't happy with the way it ended. Basically, uh, from the point when they were not based on his books, but mm-hmm. uh, just the screenplay, it, it, went, it went down in my opinion. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but I, I guess I have hopes for those prequels they are shooting right now. Let's see. Oh, the prequels should be shot right now? There will be like three prequels. Oh. Because you have to catch on that <laughs> you cannot just finish the most successful ever series and, and just like we are done <laughs> going our ways. That, that's interesting. 
So have you watched Chernobyl? Mm, it's no. a it's on Netflix as well. No, it's on uh, HBO, but okay. Piracy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, you should see its trailer. It's really nice. It's around the radioactive incident that happened in Chernobyl. Mm. It's pretty nice. Is like a documentary or? Uh, it's a TV show. Okay. It's just like that. So it's a fictitious, but it's it's pretty nice. Yeah. Was after Chernobyl accident happened? Were you guys also in India? Like. Influenced by it, like you had to drink some special no, stuff. No, no, I don't yeah, recall I guess it. It's too far from. Yeah, it's too far. Or maybe you're too young. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. No, I I don't remember any such thing. So yeah, my, like uh, I was still not born. It was mm-hmm. 18, 1986, I believe. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. born 1991. Um, but yeah, yeah, my parents and everyone told me stories about how weird stuff were going on uh, from you know some mutated animals in mm. Poland, Poland is not so far from Ukraine where it happened, mm-hmm. to everyone had to drink some uh, weird chemical substances mm. and the government was just delivering to each homes okay. to, because the ra- radiation even in Poland was, mm-hmm. you know, uh, above the scale of mm-hmm. being safe because of this accident that happened a couple of thousand uh, or, or kilometers from, from mm. there. It's still pretty scary. It is really scary. Do you watch any superhero TV series like Flash and all the no, different series? I'm not really a big fan of uh, superhero movies. I, of course, in I, I'm a big fan of cinema in general, and in uh, India there isn't so many choices for someone doesn't uh, who doesn't speak Hindi. Mm-hmm. So obviously there are Avengers and all mm-hmm. that Marvel series, DC series. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm up to date since I moved to India with <laughs> with all those. Have you watched the the last one, the Endgame? Yeah, yeah of course. Did you like it? Yes, I did. But if you ask me about comparison between Infinity War and Endgame, I prefer Infinity War. Because the payoff in Endgame is in the third act. So it takes a long time. Like, if you're waiting for what happens to the conclusion of the movie, then Endgame is nice. Otherwise, I still prefer Infinity War. What about you? Yeah, me too. Me too. I think Infinity War was entertaining all across. And Mm -hmm. Endgame, you could basically go after it the section and just watch the second half and you'll be fine with that. I mean, it's just too long of a movie. Yes. to be able to focus on all of it. So talking about OnePlus 7 Pro, like if you had to sell it to someone, how would you like pitch it to someone? Like, What is 7 Pro all about? I think it depends who are you all about. Uh, because <laughs> I think it's it's a really complete package. I think the thing about it is if you're a gamer, I can tell you this performance like on no other phone. If you're a photographer, mm-hmm. I can tell you you have 111 score DxO and like the most versatile uh, camera you can imagine uh, if you're like consuming content watching videos we have 2k screen with 90 hertz and and really beautifully looking without any obstruction in form of notch or uh, or anything else so yeah, it, i think the one thing about it is like really all around phone for for everyone mm-hmm. it's really interesting because once you use higher refresh rate it's really difficult to go back to yes. 60 hertz. When I used 144 hertz on a laptop, when I came back to my, I was like, what? <laughs> what is this? Is it lagging or what? It was really... This is the thing technology, right? Like, yeah. once in a couple of years, there's something coming that you use for the first time and you know you can just not use anything else ever from this point onwards. <laughs> Never. It's like when you get your first car mm-hmm. and you drive it and you feel this freedom of just getting to it and going whenever you want, wherever you want. Mm-hmm. You cannot go back to, I don't know, uh, public transportation, for example, yeah. right? <laughs> and I think it's same with 90 hertz. Like, first time I've seen it, like just scrolling through stuff and 
and then I switched to some other phone uh, because we have to still like mm -hmm. uh, you know just compare with, yeah. with others to see what's up uh, there in the market. I think this difference is huge by itself to to really keep it. Is there a specific reason why a curved display was chosen over a flat one, um, or is just for aesthetic purpose? Like, hey, it's symmetric from front and back. Yeah, you know, we always said the horizon line, right? Mm -hmm. uh, horizon line we call this this uh, edge of display on the bottom, and when we could have you know horizon light on front as well to make it like it looks so beautifully symmetrical, mm -hmm. and I think with this ninety hertz screen, if any content is swiping off from let's say left side to the right. Mm -hmm. This the, it just looks so beautiful. Like <laughs> it just feels so immersive. Yeah, that was the the I suppose main uh, reason for for having an edge to edge display. Just, okay, here's the interesting part. Like how both of our names are literally pronounced the same, Shimon, right? So yeah. when Tillin was on stage, his name is pronounced as Tillin. Tillin, yeah. Okay, so when he was on stage, he mentioned your name. Like you listened to Arijit Singh. You wouldn't believe how many friends of mine messaged me the whole video. Like, did they mention your name? <laughs> Were they talking about you? Like, no, not me. But do you listen to Ajit Singh? Uh, no, <laughs> not really. <laughs> or was that just a joke? <laughs> just a joke. <laughs> I wasn't even even aware he would say that <laughs> for them. He didn't consult with me. <laughs> so, uh, what artists or what genre of music do you listen to? Um, electronic music mainly. Uh, Flume is my favorite artist. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, in India I also discovered some really nice music, like Nuclear, for example. I think he's really good when it comes to mm. electronic music or or F16s, uh, pretty decent like rock band. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you guys have many like talented artists all across and really good music. Maybe I don't pick much of Bollywood music, but you know, yeah, same here. Um, I, I strictly don't listen to Bollywood music. But tell me about your name. I'm curious about that. Like how, because I suppose when you tell even Indians, my name is Shimon, they don't hear oh, that name often, right? My name is butchered since childhood. <laughs> even when it comes down to pronunciation or even spelling, it's always wrong. <laughs> how, what is, where does it come from? What's the idea from your parents? So I was told that it's a French name and it, and it means the brightest star. Okay. But when I got access to internet, <laughs> it turns out it's a Hebrew name and it means to be heard. Mm. So. Yeah, so so we are in fact the same name as if like even origins are the same because you know how it is in Europe, right? The, mm -hmm. the just, those all names have local language versions. Mm -hmm. So like Shimon was the, the Jewish in Hebrew mm -hmm. and Shimon is Polish and Simon is, is British, right? And mm -hmm. Simon is German. <laughs> like every country has their own thing, right? So that's why when some when I'm introducing myself as well, I'm introducing myself as Simon because uh, Shimon is like, what that? Well, no one heard about it in this part of the world. Yeah, it's always like, even since childhood, like someone invites you to a birthday party, you get a birthday greeting card or something. It's always, you know, incorrect. <laughs> it's like S-I-M-O-N, S-H-E-M-U-N, something weird combinations. But yeah, it's fun. Like at least... The best part is I get my usernames <laughs> because no one has that name, so I get my new usernames. Yeah, I mean it's good to be unique, right? Yeah. But yeah, I suppose at Starbucks we are <laughs> facing same problems. <laughs> yes. So at times I just give up. I just say, if you can pronounce Pokemon, my name rhymes with that. <laughs> just call me Shimon. <laughs> Alright, so let's wrap this up. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, people can find me on Twitter usually. I'm not an uh, active Instagram user, but Twitter, my handle is at 
my name, surname, Szymon Kopecz. I don't think from saying that <laughs> anyone would uh, really be able to replicate it. Uh, but yeah, I encourage everyone to follow all the OnePlus channels. I think we have lots of great stuff to uh, check, uh, to, to inform you guys, especially on our forums. Uh, it's like a primary way of communication with users. So I encourage everyone to be there. I'm also there. Uh, so you can also DM me if you have any, some good product ideas or, or anything you want to share with us. Oh, it was nice talking to you, Shimon. Like what's Shimon? Yeah, <laughs> it's so trippy calling it like this. First time in India ever happened to me. Yes. <laughs> and that's all for this week's episode. I hope you liked it. And if you did, like, share, subscribe, do your thing. And hey, if you have any constructive criticism, comment or any query, do let me know. Hit me up on Twitter, which is at ShimonIPS. Just S-H-I-M-O-N-I-P-S. Or you know what? There's a new feature now. You can even send me a voice message on Anchor, whether it's from your phone or PC. You just send in your queries and we'll get back to you ASAP. All right, folks, I will see you in the next episode.